Welcome to the Body Charge podcast sponsored by Electromagnesium. I'm your host, Sandy Sanderson, and today my guest is Linda Dyer of Mind Power Global. Our topic is don't let the stress get you down. We'll be talking about the health dangers of excessive stress and about strategies you can use to avoid falling into that stress trap, which these days is all too easy. The world, it seems, is like a game of snakes and ladders, but we need to know how to avoid the snakes and climb up some more ladders. Linda is a master trainer and coach of NLP and matrix therapies. She's also an author of 13 books for self-development and empowerment, helping you to be master of your life and your destiny. So welcome, Linda. Um, the first question I'd like to ask is, what do people get out of NLP and matrix therapies? And what's the difference? Well, thank you. Yes, yeah, lovely to be on. Uh, it's lovely to be on in lockdown, <laughs> doing something constructive, um, de-stressing. Well, um, NLP is the study of excellence. So it was developed um, by Bandler and Grinder, and they decided to study the 5% of people in the world who are having excellent results. Why do we want to study people who aren't? And so they did that, and that's what NLP is. It's about neuro-linguistic programming. What's the language they use? Um, what is the programming that happened in their life and how did they release it? Um, and the after we get all the language from what we had as a child um, and we study our programming, what's the mind and the brain doing? Because we need both of those to uh, the understanding of both of those to work out how we can how we got where we are and how we can release it matrix yes. therapies is the releasing mechanism it was uh, developed so by Pip proactive for the future isn't it so is is uh, so the neuro-linguistic program so that kind of unravels the old stuff that may have um um caused like a revolving door where where you can't move forward something that's happened to you in the past even going back to childhood and it's in the subconscious area and it's like a viral program that keeps sabotaging you and does the matrix therapies then help you turn that around and move forward and be proactive then to put new programs in is that how it works yeah the matrix therapies was developed by pip mckay and it's similar to timeline therapy which was a ted james program however um pip added a whole lot of other things so matrix being coming from many avenues and yes and the idea is that it goes in we go in and we work with the subconscious mind so that's why people may not understand what's going on for them because they're looking at it consciously from the four percent what i do is look at the 96 percent and by trusting their subconscious mind, because the subconscious mind beats our heart. That's like autopilot, grows, isn't it? Yes. Grows our fingernails. It does everything. And so if we need to start trusting it. And then when we trust it, that gives us the faith to allow. That's what I think, the allowing of letting go, the allowing of embracing new things coming. Yes, you learn, learn to be a receiver of... Well, actually, a lot of people are receivers, but of the wrong information, and they, they, they don't have the discernment, they need help to work out what's relevant to them, 
uh, so that they're not just chasing what everyone else is doing, but they're actually following their own truth and their own pathway. So, so mm. is that how they get more help to work out what their um, unique set of skills and talents are, their mission, their pathway in life? Um, you it, know, it's about they... responding versus reacting. So if, let's say somebody gives you that information. So are you responding to it or reacting to it? If we're reacting to the information, um, we're going to either fob it off or we're going to take it on board without even thinking, then it's going to affect us in some way. If we decide to respond to it, then we give it thought. And we might say, oh, that's an interesting thing you're telling me. How can I respond to that? Or do I want to take that on board? Now, I know it seems a lot, but once you do this, it allows you to calm down, choose what you take on board, choose what's going to stress you and choose what's not. Because now you're in control rather than the giver of the information. It's, it sounds very empowering. It sounds like um, people would be learning how to be, as I said before, more discerning to make mm. those decisions. You've got to be aware that mm. you've been reacting uh, in the first place and to, mm. to maybe sidestep yourself and start to be an observer of those reactions. Yes. Absolutely. And I think what you said was was perfect because awareness is the key we are in a barrel of awareness it's nothing to do with intelligence and i think people get all that caught up it's to do with awareness what am i aware of and if i'm not aware when my body gets stressed if i'm not aware that that person affects me or that i'm allowing that person or that thing to affect me then it will continue to be a stressor if i'm aware that something's happening and I choose to allow it, then I choose stress. If I'm allowing things to come in and I'm choosing to make a different decision. So I, I love this comment. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. And then in your mind, you're going, do I want to take that on board or not? Would I love to do that or not? Because at the end of the day, you choose when you're empowered you're making choices if you're not empowered you're blaming so we can be blaming lockdown the weather <laughs> all sorts of stuff for somebody the way else feeling. did something that's so, right. so that's really to me it sounds like being in a prison where when you don't mm make choices you are not free and you are a prisoner of old programs that are not your programs perhaps not even relevant and they were like installed like on a computer and mm -hmm. and they don't belong there and so what mm -hmm. you would do in your therapies is release that old program to allow the person to become free again to make those choices and then yes. in the making of the choices we feel better we feel less stressed we feel yes. in control. So it's not a question of it's a difficult circumstance or, or you know, something you have to go through. If you um, are aware of the problem, um, how to solve it, what choices you have, then you can be proactive and that kind of liberates and frees you from that revolving mm. door of, oh, I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what to do. Mm. 
Is that right? And that, yeah, because you're making choices and that's the key here, to focus on what you want and then make the choice to go and do that. So what my job is, is to go into their subconscious mind through a trust process and find out the very first time it happened. That's the key. And as I said, we don't know that consciously. The subconscious mind, however, knows everything. And so if we allow ourselves to trust the ability to go back and find out the very first time it happened, and then we can start finding the resources. And of course, this is a key for getting through any sort of stress, stress or problem, etc. is finding your resources. The only reason we couldn't cope with whatever that was when we were a child or when we were younger is we didn't have or didn't feel that we had the resources. Once we've got those resources, like we have an understanding, we have the ability to self-love, we have all those beliefs, things that we may not have been associated with as a child, that could absolutely be part of the language of yeah, programming. Well children are prisoners in a sense aren't they and they rely mm. on their parents to be loving and do everything um, on their behalf for their best good as much as they can yes. um, and and the, the other thing that interests me is the idea of choice with that we we also have to take responsibility for our choices don't we mm. and a lot of people Absolutely. aren't prepared to 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 take responsibility because they can't let go of the blame game. And it's so much easier to, to do what someone else tells you to or what the government tells you to or what, you know, the TV and the media tells mm. you to uh, without mm. thinking because it's so easy. Oh, well, it's their fault because they said it. And so we sidestep the responsibility, but we move into a prison cell, a, a psychological mm. prison cell don't we? And that causes a lot of stress. So here we, we're coming back to what causes stress and the stress is the feeling of entrapment that you can't get out of something bad that's happening um, because you're maybe not willing to take responsibility to mm. make the choices you need to make to get out of that situation. And, and it's fear-based. So it's if, if we feel fear or threatened from that pressure that we feel is coming onto us, then that becomes a negative stressor because it's based on fear and threat. If we can say, okay, here comes the pressure, what do I want to do with that? Do I want to, how can I deal with that the best way I know how? And when you want to, if you want to go against what you're being told by whatever, as you say, the media, etc., then you can, you'll have other people asking you quick, great questions. And it's your choice then to say how you feel about what you want to do. And there's no stress. It's just, this is what I want to do. This is what I believe. And with my choices, this is what I'm doing. Yes. Yeah, so so um, a lot of people are feeling a lot of stress these days more than ever because, um, you know, I think we have a lot more through... Um, through the technological systems that are now kind of creating a big fence and mm. capturing everything and um, controlling a lot because, you know, the mass psychology is very much affected by, you know, in some cases censorship, um, deciding what, 
people can even talk about or what they're not allowed to talk about. Um, and so there's a lot. And then there's a fear, the fear of, you know, catching a disease and catching something and is it going to be affecting you? And what if you do and what if you don't take certain therapies or preventative action? And what are the consequences of those? And, you know, do you have all the facts to be, even be able to make all the decisions? And, and then, you know, a lot of the time, our government, our politicians don't even have all the facts. They're winging it and taking mm -hmm. guesses. And so are we going to give all our power away to someone taking guesses and telling us what to do? And so that causes a lot of stress because there's so many questions that can't be answered definitively. And, um, you know, it's all a gamble, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's about you standing tall on what your choices are. What are your choices about what you want to do for you and your body and moving forward? Um, however, like you said, there's it's going to get to a point where some people don't want to make certain choices. And so they may be then in another prison because they can't leave the country or they can't because like uh, when I went to Africa, for example, I do voluntary work in Africa. I'm, I'm supporting a massive village in Uganda. I can't go to Africa without getting a yellow fever shot. It's not for Africa. It turns out it's for Australia. Australia won't let me back in the country unless I got a yellow fever shot. Now I've had an autoimmune disease. Do I want to get a yellow fever shot? Uh, I've already had an autoimmune disease created from a vaccine. So even though I ended up getting it because the, the goal of what I wanted, which is sponsoring the village, was bigger than me getting a shot, I went to a guy, a doctor that I knew would understand my system. And whatever I needed was done very gently. But they were choices that I made. And, and we decided that we may not need that one and we may not need that one, but I think that one may be essential and what does the government you know expect us to have when we come back in so that's important to talk about the, the mm. issues the questions with other professionals and you know have our contact and bounce questions and answers back and forth and you know just mm. discussing things with someone can help a lot um, rather than having it all go around in your own head and just maybe watching tv all day which is very lopsided um, but, and, and then there's cognitive dissonance, which causes a lot of stress as well. Something that you expected would happen this way doesn't happen this way. It happens that way. Mm. So mm. someone who, who expects to, you know, have, have an injection and then not, be a, not get the disease, um, then gets the disease or even worse, might get sick and might even die um, mm. because of a complication and so there's all these risks now and people are like should i and shouldn't i and i've lost my business because i can't open up because it's locked down and you know uh, i've got to pay bills and yet i can't get money through the door and now i'm not getting supports from the government and how am i going to feed my kids and what what about the school fees and you know it's just like a, a ma massive financial mess which is also leading to a lot of younger people committing suicide uh, more than previously, like exceptionally high numbers compared to the past, you know, when we had the old norm. Um, mm. and, and it was already bad then. So um, mm. it concerns me a lot because young people need the guidance of the elders 
and the elders don't seem to know what they're doing. Mm. <laughs> By and large, yeah, yeah it's a very good therapies. point. <laughs> I, well, that's right. It's it's and and from last year on, I've been quite busy with um, coaching clients through change. A lot of them come because they're changing, and a lot of them are changing their careers because they have to. Um, some people choose not to change their career and then blame everybody else for where they are financially. But in this pandemic, which is very different, yeah, absolutely find it hard to change. And, and it's actually a quantum physics thing that goes on inside of us that we're not prepared because we want to do that and we're going to stay with that. Um, and that's what I've been trained in and etc. Whereas I remember once when I was a teenager and I was getting work, I'd come back from overseas actually. So I was in my early twenties and I broke my arm and nobody would employ me with a broken arm, but I wanted to earn money. And I found one place that would actually employ me as a cleaner. And so I decided, even though I've got all these degrees and everything else, I'll go and clean. If it means that I can eat, I can pay my rent, I can do this and it's temporary. I can do that. You know, you I've been doing do. that as a child in a big family for years. It's yes, no, you roll up no your sleeves. You know, a lot, a lot comes down to attitude as well. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, a healthy attitude is taking responsibility. You know, we all make mistakes. It's, it's normal to be, you know, we're not perfect because we're humans. The, the main thing is you do your best and you come from a good intention. I find... I find that God always makes things work out in the end as long as you come from purity of intention and mean to do good things. And, you mm. know, if you make a mistake, are prepared to make amends, that's the best way to get through life. And then you're not carrying forward old maybe feelings of guilt, some unresolved issues. Um, so let's get on to the idea of PTSD. And remember I said about cognitive dissonance and you expect this to happen, but that happens and some people can become quite traumatized. And um, that leads to, um, you know, um, a lot of adrenaline pumping and cortisol, the stress hormones accelerating. Mm. So hyperactivity, people can't settle down, they can't relax, they can't sleep properly. But then that's followed by an energy crash and a sluggish metabolism and extreme Hence coffee shops. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, it can really hinder or impact the immune system, weaken the immune mm. system. When you've mm. gone through all this stress and you haven't been able to recover properly, the immune system takes a big hit. So you mentioned mm. autoimmune uh, uh, illness before. So did you have a series of highly stressful events or chronic stress that you think led you into that autoimmune disorder? Well, I, you know, as a child growing up and doing what I did, I just copied my dad, which is what we do. We copy in that programming, we're naught to seven, we imprint, and seven to 14, we're copying someone. So really for, for the first 14 years of our lives, we are copying someone. And I cop, my dad's a hard worker, we're all hard workers, mum was a hard worker, we didn't have that much money, so it was all about work. Um, we were going to school, we had to pick fruit before we could play sport. And so we, as a child, don't talk about that as stress or even think about it as stress, it just is. And so a lot of people can relate to this where they worked hard and they still work hard. The problem is that when you're born, we're born with what we call SOD levels, sodium oxide dismutase, which is the level of antioxidant and adrenaline in the body. 
And so, yes, when we're born, we've got all that stuff and we can fall over and rub our arm when we, and it's all better. However, between the ages of 28 and 32, adrenaline runs out. Why do I know this? Because I know exactly when it runs out. <laughs> because I abused it. Yeah. My, the stress in my body was me doing so much. So, you and not know, recovering. So that, that brings us to... But we don't know. That it, it comes to ignorance, though, Sandy. It's not about that I didn't want to. I didn't even know. I didn't yes. know. I thought I was living a healthy, active life. Yeah. Swimming a mile a day, playing tennis for two hours, you know, going to the university, doing two degrees in two years. I mean, who does that? You, think you know, hitchhiking through the Rockies. Yeah, when you're a teenager in your early 20s, you feel like you're superhuman and you can really even abuse your body and, you know, it's fine, I'll be like this forever, but it's not true. I, I found that myself. I, you yes. think you can do so much, but you, you don't realise if you're not recovering properly, you, you, you are starting to damage your organs and the thyroid and the adrenals, the whole HPA, the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis starts mm. to become compromised. If you're not putting back, you know, your resources, what you're spending, it's like a bank account, isn't it? Oh, absolutely a bank account. And the other thing is that there's a lot of ignorance in this. I was ignorant that that was going on. I was ignorant that minerals were a key source of allowing us to recover absolutely ignorant of it and it wasn't until when I was diagnosed I was given vitamins and I was rattling with vitamins and getting nowhere oh that happened to until me. I met a naturopath that said no 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 we need minerals minerals upon minerals and so I decided the only way I could get well was to study how I got sick and that's where I came into all this research and study that I've done over the years and put into the 13 books so others can get it but it's about understanding that, yeah, we were on a farm. Heaps, you know, we had heaps of minerals in our vegetables and everything else, but we were also confronted by massive amount of chemicals. Yes, pesticides. That were used on the farm that mum and dad were ignorant about. They were ignorant about minerals. They were very um, pro-vitamins. And that's okay. It just was. You need your minerals to make the vitamins. Yes, make you the need minerals. the ignorance. The opposite of ignorance is knowledge. So by getting knowledge, yep. I now understood. I started to understand how I got sick. And so now I can understand how to get well so how, and how to de-stress. So what kind of strategies did you use to, to get better? So um, magnesium was one of them in the physical sense. So we have uh, psychological strategies and then we have physical strategies Yes. So, you know, you, you need to rest and recover. You need to sleep well. Um, and magnesium helps us to just calm down that nervous system, right? Did you find, yes. how did you find it helped you? Well, I found, well, I found you. Thank heavens for that. But I also, before I even found you, I got out of the lupus clinics. I got out of people telling me that I had to have this test and this test and this test, the stress of having tests. And I walked out and said, I can do this. And the, I think the key to all of this is I made a decision to change. That's the key. And that becomes, then all of a sudden, there's no stress. It's not about a wish. It's a clear and irrevocable decision that I want to change. 
And so then I'm ready to learn, embrace. And I started buying books of what other women and men had done to de-stress and get rid of cancer and all sorts of stuff. Um, I changed the way I was eating. I had a bit more time on the lounge. Yes. You got to look after your microbiome and, and eat yes. organic foods and avoid the chemicals and pesticides. And yes. so, the, you know, you can do things like um, gardening, walking in nature, cardiovascular exercise, moderate, you know, Tai Chi, yoga, meditation. So mindful meditation. So all of these strategies help us to not spend so much in our stress to reduce stress. And you don't have to do it by stopping. You know, yes, you no. can stop. But for me, walking, I can meditate while I'm walking. I love walking love yeah. it and I walk three times a day and do aqua fitness three times a week when I'm walking I'm one with nature You're replenishing yeah I can talk to the universe um I get um I do gratitude prayers I can do all sorts of stuff in a really calm way I can get lost and find my way back which I've loved doing up here in Queensland because I don't know where I am so I you know it's all new to me I can find new and that's de-stressing Yes, but it sounds like you still had a certain amount of wherewithal or you, you, you knew what to do and you made up your mind and you, you went out there and started to learn and do these things. But sometimes people get so stressed that they get brain fog and they can't think clearly and, and they just want to run away. It's the fight or flight syndrome. Mm -hmm. And they can't even think clearly enough in order to you know, sit down and calm down in a quiet space and do that mindful meditation. The The brain is just on hyper. Mm -hmm. So then we need to address the physical, which is where magnesium transdermally comes in because it can help to calm the, the muscles and the nerves down very quickly transdermally because there's nothing to digest. You just rub it on, massage it in, and just within minutes feel a relaxation or have a soak or a magnesium bath. Um, and feel the relaxation, feel the stress pouring out of you. Uh, by the way, transdermal um, soaking with the magnesium also allows for release of toxins through the skin as well. So people carrying a heavy load of, of toxicity uh, and which makes us acidic as well, um, would highly uh, find it beneficial to have magnesium soaking very regularly every week, two or three times at least. Um, because that will I love the soaking it's it just yeah. and you know what if you're not a good sleeper a magnesium soak um I mean magnesium for me when I understood that magnesium was the key mineral um because we were taught we were all taught about calcium tablets yeah we weren't taught about it was it, it's only of late or not when I say late the last 10 or 15 years that people have really emphasized the um, the importance of magnesium working with calcium and the boron that holds the calcium in the bones etc cetera, etc cetera. so everything working together mm. yeah and yeah. so the soaking for me is it really calms you down um, then you've got the cream that you can put I mean I, a day doesn't go by mm. yeah when I get out of the shower and just cover myself in the magnesium feels cozy, cream isn't it? feels comforting absolutely smells beautiful yes. um and you just know that that's another way i'm getting the magnesium in and if i'm in an aqua fitness class and i cramp 
then you've got the spray, a spray, another soak that night. So you've got indicators. And I think that's the key to de-stressing is listening to the body about when are you, you know, what are the signs? I didn't, I didn't know how to do that when I got lupus. Yes, I would cramp. Yes, I would do this, but I didn't know there were signs of stress. I didn't know. Cramping is also um, a sign that the body is getting dehydrated because when mm. you have excessive stress, you lose excessive magnesium. It doesn't get mm. recycled like it normally should. And we mm. pee it out. And therefore, the levels in the cells, so 99% of your magnesium is stored in the muscle and bone in reservoirs. So as that reservoir gets lower and lower, the cells can't hold in as much water and the cell membrane leaks out then too much water. So when you're, even when you're drinking water, if it's demineralized, it tends to go through the digestive system very quickly because mm. if, there's, if there's not enough minerals to charge the water, so electrolyte charge, then the cells can't suck up enough water and hydrate well enough and they, things start to collapse. The, the tissue fiber starts to squeeze from the dehydration and that's the cramp. But as you lift both magnesium and water, they reinflate again and the muscle fibers relax. Um, and, and that's how magnesium controls the calcium. So if you get over calcified, you get stiff and hard and crunchy and and achy and you know calcium goes where it shouldn't go they can also contribute to hypertension because mm. our arterial linings get stiffer um, but if you make sure your magnesium levels stay high enough you can stay younger and more flexible and juicy longer and also it's great <laughs> for brain health uh, so everything mm. call it the anti-aging mineral and that's not for nothing um, well, there's 47 receptors in the body for the feel-good hormone, and minerals make hormones. So having that feeling good, um, and, and in, you mentioned the arterial walls of the heart. If the arterial walls in the heart don't have enough progesterone in them and you have a stressful situation, an acute stress, you can die because the arterial walls go bang. Yes. You haven't got enough flexibility yep. in the arterial wall for it to do, do that. Yep. And so you can die. They can't retrieve you. No. Well, <laughs> what happens me. is if the cell leaks too much magnesium, then what follows is, <coughs> is potassium leakage. And that's what actually mm. causes a heart attack when the potassium falls out after the magnesiums come out. Mm. So, yeah, so, you know, the idea is to be proactive with your health and, and lifestyle. Mm. Um, that's the overall message. And then you can be empowered to, to yes. fulfill your mission. So we need to um, wind this up. Um, what would you like to say as a final note to people? And where can they contact you if they want to learn more about what you do, what your therapies are all about? Okay, so I think one of the key points is make sure you've got mind and matter working together. We don't want mind over matter. That's what gives you stress. We want mind and matter, so your mind and your body working together. If there's something in your body that's cramping or doing something, it's indicating that it needs help. And the mind then says, okay, you need, it'd be good for you to stop long enough to assist it. Don't mask so the problem, but actually fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Not like putting a Band-Aid on it and it's going to go away. It doesn't. I've got proof. <laughs> However, understanding about you, what your triggers are, is key. 
how I can help is that I can actually have a conversation with you. From that conversation, I can work out limiting beliefs, negative emotions, people or things that bother you. And we can start releasing them and allowing you to have the resources to move on without blame, without and feeling empowered. That's my focus. The way to do that is to decide, first of all, that you want to change. As I said before, that's the biggest thing, decide. When you've decided you want to change, then reach out for help. And I'm there to help. Yes. You can contact me at mindpowerglobal.com.au or you can just email me on linda with a y at mindpowerglobal.com.au. Lovely. Thank you so much. And I'll put that link down in the show notes of the video and mm -hmm. um, also our website, electromagnesium.com.au. Thank you for listening. And thank you for this lovely conversation, Linda. Um, we, we should do this again in the future. <laughs> It'd be my pleasure. Thanks, Sandy. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye now.